Hello and welcome to Walk the Pod, your daily walking show where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. You're very welcome along. My name is Rachel Wheelie, a human in the world walking a bike track in southwest London, inviting you to step away from your desk this lunchtime. Take a walk in nature for just 10 minutes. See what it does for your physical and mental health over a number of weeks or months. I've been doing it since November 2020 and it has been transformational. The amount of space that I feel that I have in the day, even when work is very busy. The amount of time it's allowed me to walk amongst trees and enjoy the squirrels frolicking on the bike track here in SW19. Welcome along to the second Friday episode of Series 30 of Walk the Pod. I hope you're well, dear poddies. It's an absolute delight to walk with you today. I'm walking next to the Wimbledon Chase Primary School playing field where the kids are out whooping, hollering, kicking footballs to one another, wearing earmuffs because it's getting cooler now. Some of them in gilets because it's a posh bit of the world. Some of them in baseball caps. And we've been talking about valuing yourself this series and a very valuable discussion it has been too. I've been really, really enjoying it. Yesterday, I brought you the thoughts of Warren Buffett on separating the five things you want to do the most from the 20 things that follow those in terms of uh, ranked priorities. And I have some feedback about that from Marcel, who um, got in touch to say that he thinks that Warren Buffett is wrong. Uh, Why completely avoid something you really like doing only because it's not part of your top five? It makes no sense to me. If, for instance, you have an opportunity to do stand-up and it in no way interferes with any of the things in your top five, why avoid doing it? If it were to overlap with other things that are in your top five, I agree. Prioritise those over stand-up, but to completely avoid it sounds ludicrous to me. Uh, He goes on to say, then again, I'm not rich like Buffett. I guess that's the difference. So, used with permission, a comment from Marcel from the Disco server. And I have to say that I've thought about that quite a bit over the last 24 hours, and I think I have come to the conclusion that I agree with Marcel, that this prioritisation is really only necessary if you are pretty dead set on achieving a certain number of difficult to achieve things if you're perhaps ambitious or perhaps driven as an individual then yes you need to behave like this but if you're trying to be a human in the world and enjoy this imperfect day then perhaps if you feel like doing stand-up just do it perhaps if you feel like doing anything just do it just enjoy yourself just enjoy the day so perhaps I have to check my ego a little bit Uh, when things like that appeal to me very strongly because they are definitely me pursuing uh, a kind of achieve mentality (laughs) which, which, you know, for various reasons does appeal to me in a very genuine way. I do want to achieve things. I am ambitious. Um, I am quite driven some of the time in in the right way. 
One of the things I've been reading about in my uh, MSc that I'm doing at the moment is about intrinsic motivation. I'd always thought of being, of intrinsic motivation sort of being, not sure I'd ever really thought about it properly, but I think the way I'd thought about it is people are either intrinsically motivated or they're extrinsically motivated. And one of the things that one of the papers I was reading was saying was that, of course, even people who are intrinsically motivated are only intrinsically motivated by the things that they feel particularly passionate about. When I'm, when I'm mentioning intrinsic motivation, for anybody who isn't aware, although I suspect most of you probably are, uh, what I mean is, you know, my own interest in science has taken me to take part in this MSc course. It's not because I'm going to be paid handsomely for doing so, it's not because I have access to better snacks for doing so. It is simply out of interest and maybe a sort of potential extrinsic motivation that it might allow me to pursue certain job avenues that aren't going to be available to me uh, with the qualifications that I have so far. But that's a vaguer it's potential motivation rather than a solid one. So mostly I'm doing it for interest. And uh, so the point being, I am intrinsically motivated to do this course, but I wouldn't be intrinsically motivated to do a different course just because I have motivation within myself doesn't mean it's available for absolutely any and all things. And that is, that is a very, uh, insightful thing which I hadn't really ever thought about before so if I'm actually motivated to do something um, then that's obviously a very very powerful thing and it means that I can do a lot in that area if I'm not then uh, there might be a possibility that I could be motivated by extrinsic things to do the same stuff and potentially that's how we all are at work to some extent. Uh, we may not be 100% fired up by accountancy, but it pays well, so we do it. Or if we're really lucky, we actually are quite fired up by the path we've decided to take in our lives. And then perhaps the extrinsic motivation isn't as important. Where was I going with this, Poddies? I'm just walking under the railway bridge. I don't know whether you could notice over the last minute of what I was saying that I've slightly lost track of the point I was trying to make. <laughs> it was something about, something about, well, anyway, I think the point I was trying to make was that I agree with Marcel, that actually, if I'm, if I'm really doing the thing that I keep saying I'm trying to do, which is to enjoy the imperfect day, rather than looking forward into the future and planning and building my life to a point in the future where it is better, and it is now, then I don't need to eliminate loads of things I enjoy. It would be better just to accept all the things I enjoy and take advantage of the ones that are available to me today. What can I see directly in front of me? Well, I'm at the trafficy end of the bike track, having walked all the way up to listen to that last bit to see whether it made any sense whatsoever. 
hopefully I was more aware of having lost track of what I was saying halfway through than you were listening to it. <laughs> but um, certainly slowed down quite a lot, but thanks for humouring me, poddies. So I'm walking back now towards the foresty end of the bike track, looking around me at the freshly mown grass, which I can also smell. It smells green and grassy. You know that smell, freshly cut lawn smell. It's lovely. Uh, I was reading a thing recently which said that smell and taste are the two senses which connect directly to our memory centres and our brains. And that's why a smell or a taste can be so evocative. Uh, The other senses that we have, which I had once thought were just three other senses, sight, hearing and touch. Uh, But actually it turns out there's loads of them. If you talk to physiologists, they'll tell you. Anyway. Uh, The other three senses, let's say there are three for the sake of argument, sight, hearing and touch, uh, go via another part of the brain called the thalamus, which can sort of process them for us before they start tapping into the memory centres. So if I see something that reminds me of a thing, I've made an active decision to remember that thing. If I smell something that reminds me of a thing, I'm immediately back with a full jug of the contents of everybody's snack milk drink in, uh, in, in middle school when I was a milk monitor. And it's a combination of juice and milk and it's just, ugh. <laughs> so um, do you know what I'm saying? Like if you encounter a smell that instantly reminds you of something that, that is either, you know, something you remember fondly or not at all fondly, you're, you're just back in that moment, immediately connected to that memory. It's not like you even have a chance to process it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the freshly cut grass is taking me back to my childhood, which is rather lovely. So that's really nice. I'm now walking under the railway bridge so I can see the freshly painted over graffiti, which has been painted over in a different shade of paint. They clearly didn't have access to the dark brown paint, so they've gone for a brick red paint instead. That's what we can see on the wall under the bike track. I'm going to the hospital this afternoon to have an assessment for the operation that I'm going to have. Well, the operation, I say operation, it's a treatment. I don't know if it counts as an operation. Hang on, they're anaesthetizing me. That makes it an operation. So I'm going for a pre-assessment for that this afternoon. And they've told me that I can't eat anything for the whole day. So I'm currently very hungry. It's lunchtime, poddies. I can't be expected to survive on no lunch. I'm gonna be getting very anxious by the end of the day, uh, having had no breakfast or lunch, which is no fun at all, is it? So, uh, that's what I'm up against at the moment. As I walk along, avoiding a few people who have decided to cycle on the footpath bit of the bike track for some reason. And uh, the faint sounds of children playing in the background. 
Thank you for walking with me, dear poddies. I'm walking next to the most glorious, uh, overflowing a cascade of autumn colours coming over this fence and now continuing up onto a wall. It's beautiful. Uh, I'm just walking past the mechanic's house. No cars to speak of today. And on my left, Wimbledon Chase Primary School, where a couple of kids are attempting to put an elastic band around some small branches sticking out of a tree in the playground. So what, what scenes, poddies? Uh, it's Friday, which means I offer you a formal invitation to join the Walk the Pod Lunchtime Walk Club. If you would like to get Walk the Pod merch, this is the only way you can currently do that. Go to patreon.com forward slash Rachel Wheelie or rachelwheelieisfunny.co.uk which will take you to a, a website where you can join the Lunchtime Walk Club and get your hands on beautiful Walk the Pod artwork available as a vinyl sticker for your laptop, a woven patch for your backpack, a tote bag. Uh, just have a think. I think, that's, I think that's everything I have available at the moment. But if you are thinking, hmm, yes, but what about a mug or what about a notebook? I don't know. What about a bookmark? Uh, please let me know. I can expand expand the range. I hope you join the Lunchtime Walk Club and uh, that will give you access to uh, an archive of Friday blog posts I have sent over the last couple of years and access to the glorious disco server where you can chat to Major Tim, Marcel in the Netherlands and uh, Kiwi Rob and Sam, Mother Superior of Cats, should you wish to. And me, of course, I'm on there all the time, even when the podcast is off air. So if you want to be able to chat to me about anything that springs to your brain at any moment of the day, that's the way to do it. Take care of yourself, each other and your beautiful mind. And I cannot wait to be back with you on Monday lunchtime for episode 11 of Walk the Pod.